0: Our heart's desire is not always what we should get. There's a price. This one starts at £850, but becomes even more costly. Hi, and welcome to the Dark Christmas Tales Advent Calendar. This tale is called Pudding, written by Angela Blythe and read by the author. Everyone desires something. Possession? A perfect body or a person? The virtuous would say that they only want world peace. But I would bet that even those have a secret personal desire. A special wish that they hope will make their lives a little bit better. We can try and get the objects of our desires naturally, but that isn't guaranteed. We can blow all our candles out on our birthday cake. Got coins in the fountains, but perhaps it is the universal law of randomness. Some people get their heart's desire, and some people don't. This story follows three sisters called Jamie, Harriet, and Shelley. Their mother Joanne plays a more significant part because, after all, it was her that tried to make them happy, as a mother does. Blindly loving her children, always being a mother until the day she dies. Let this be a cautionary tale that you should be careful what you wish for and also what you buy and where you get it from. Joanne wanted something special for her grown-up daughters. Something to bring the magic back to Christmas. A new and exciting tradition, perhaps. She initially had her mind set on flying to somewhere like Lapland. When one of her girls became ill, that thought went out of the window. Now that Joanne's husband had passed away, her girls were everything to her and she spoiled them rotten, just like she always had. Joanne had always been lucky to have plenty of money and the older she got, the more she thought about how she didn't need it. She wanted her girls to be happy, but they weren't. Jamie was stuck in an unhappy marriage. Shelley was dreadfully lonely, and Harriet had been fine until she'd been told that she had terrible liver problems and required a donor. They all felt the need to feel warm and cozy at Christmas. Get that old Bing Crosby feeling. Feel the warmth of their family around them during the coldest months. It could be said that no one needed that as much as Joanne, but this was never brought up. She found a unique item on a day trip to London. No, that's not exactly right. Joanne went to London and was in Harrods. She was in the food hall, perusing the Christmas puddings, when she noticed a smart man in a dove grey three-piece suit, also looking at one. He smiled at her. She smiled back. It's hard to choose, isn't it? Joanne said to him. Rum soap, nut rich, marzipan scented. Who would have thought buying a pudding was such a decision? They do look tempting, don't they? He said. I'm very partial to a Christmas pudding. Last year, well, I had the most singular one. From here? Joanna. asked. Oh no, from a private establishment in London. Do you remember when puddings had a silver sixpence in them? He replied. Vaguely. I think we used to have a fifty pence wrapped up in foil at our house, Joanne admitted. Ah, the puddings our mothers make will always be the best. So, last year, I had one with three silver sixpences in. And guess what? The man said, waiting for Joanne's reply. I don't know. Joanne replied, enthralled. Each person who found one in my pudding had their wish, granted. They wished on the sixpence and it came true, he said. Really? Joanne asked. They had proper wishes come true, seriously. Yes, he replied, moving closer. The drawback was, it was dreadfully expensive. I'm back on the Harrods ones this year. I didn't even get one of my own sixpences. Are they? I don't know how to ask it. Um, Magical then? Joanne asked. Definitely, he replied. I want one, Joanne said. Where did you get it from? It's mail order only and of course with any pudding they have to make it in advance and are therefore limited in quantity. I'll write the company's name and address down for you and they can give you more details, the man said. Joanne had some paper and a pen in her handbag and he gave her the details. She thanked him and then saw him pick up a pudding that cost £65 and take it to the till. It was at that point she knew it would be costly. Joanne looked in vain for an internet address or a phone number for the pudding maker. In the end, she had to resort to pen, paper and a stamp to make the inquiry. They replied within a couple of days, stating that they did have one for sale. It came with a price tag of £850. She only considered not buying it for a few seconds. If this really did work and changed her girls' lives, it was money well spent. She wouldn't tell anyone else how much it cost, then they couldn't judge her. It was delivered the following week and was quite large. Joanne would cook it, search for the sixpences and ensure that somehow each of her daughters found one. It was the beginning of December, a long way from Christmas, but Joanne was excited and thought that they should have their wishes as quickly as possible, especially Harriet. She invited them all over for a Christmas meal on the pretense that she was testing out a few different items for the big day. She told Jamie and Harriet not to bring their husbands. On the 1st of December they all arrived with painted on smiles for their sisters and mother. They were trying to be merry for her but each was dreadfully unhappy. Jamie couldn't tell her sisters or mother how lousy life had got with Calvin. She thought that they would drag her away from him and beat him up. Jamie just needed some confidence to leave him and admit to her family and the world that Calvin had been a mistake and she could try and rebuild her life. Harriet had been told that morning that there was a chance of a cure. She didn't want to go down that route if she had to, but maybe if Harriet could stave back the tears... She would bring it up today, while everyone was together. She would be asking a lot from them, though. Shelley was in love with someone else's husband. He wasn't in love with her, but she couldn't get him out of her mind. She had tried dating other men, but that turned out to be worse than useless. Shelley always compared each one to her unrequited love, and decided that they all had made flaws. The love of her life only had one weakness and that was that someone else had got there first. They all brought their troubles to Joanne's festive table. Each problem weighed on them heavily. Not one of their desires could be bought. Joanne didn't know the details of any of it but she knew they needed help and she hoped she had found it. Joanne lost count of the number of times that she said save room for pudding throughout the meal. She hadn't gone to town with the main course just for that very reason. When it came to pudding, she told them that she had bought an extraordinary one and they must all try it. Her daughters half expected Joanne to bring it in whole and bathed in flaming blue fire, but she didn't. Instead, she bought their savings in separate bowls for the choice of brandy sauce or cream. Before you try it, you might be lucky to find a wish sixpence in there, so don't gulp it down, Joanne said. She pretended to search through her bowl of pudding, knowing that she hadn't got one. The first person to find one was Jamie. Remember, Joanne said, wish for something that will change your life. Jamie picked out the tiny wrapped parcel from her pudding and unwrapped it on top of her serviette. There it was, a real silver sixpence. Thanks, Mum, Jamie said. You're welcome. Now make your wish and keep it secret, Joanne said. At this moment, Joanne felt she had made the right decision. Even if these wishes didn't work, Joanne could tell that the girls were enjoying it. That was all she'd wanted. Jamie wished for Calvin to leave her. Leave her and go to someone else, to never see him again. Leave her in peace with the house and her chihuahua. Harriet found hers and quietly wished for a donor to be found. When Shelley found hers, she considered wishing Harriet well too but thought that Harriet had probably wish for that. and she looked over to her mum and thought that if mum found one, she would wish for that too. So Shelley made her wish. Shelley didn't really believe it would work. Deep down, if she thought it would work, she probably wouldn't have done it. All the sixpences found, Joanne relaxed and enjoyed the time she had with her girls. They already seemed a little happier. Or perhaps she was kidding herself. They all went home and Joanne slept happier than she had for a long time that night. The pudding's magic worked quickly. The first person to call Joanne was Shelley, but she was in the shower. And the call went straight to voicemail. Joanne felt content this morning and had a long hot shower, singing Christmas carols loudly. Just as she was toweling off her hair, Joanne's mobile rang again and she picked it up. But to her, this was her first call. But really, it was her second. Hello? Joanne said. "Mom, it's me, Jamie said. Calvin's left me. I haven't been telling you everything. He's been sleeping with anything that has a pulse. I shouldn't have put up with it, but I hoped he would get it out of his system. He came home a few weeks ago and... Well, he gave me something I didn't want, Mum. A disease. I thought it was just one of those women's things. But the doctor called me after our lunch. I confronted him and he said he hated me and left. I admit, that was my Christmas pudding wish yesterday. Where's he gone? Joanne asked. I've no idea, but he thought it was highly amusing, Jamie said. All I know is that I hate him. Good riddance to bad rubbish, Joanne said. Do you want to come over? No. I'm surprisingly good. I'm going to tell the others. We might even go out for a bit of lunch later. Fancy it, Jamie asked. Yes, that will be lovely. And you can tell me everything that's been going on with the rogue, Joanne said. After finishing the call, she noticed that she had a miscall call from Shelley. She called her back, but there was no reply. There was a voicemail asking her to come over. Shelley said it was important and she sounded distraught. Joanne put her hat on her wet hair and quickly drove over to Shelley's. Shelley was waiting with the door open. Santically, she beckoned her mother in. Mum, something bad has happened, Shelley said. I guess that. What's up, love? Joanne asked. Calvin's left Jamie. Shelley said. I know. Jamie called me, Joanne told her. Calvin stayed here last night. We're together now, Shelley informed her warily. What? How long has this been going on? Joanne shrieked. Since last night, but I've loved him for years. He told me he could tell. He couldn't resist me any longer, Shelley explained. Shelly, he's been sleeping with half of the country. He's just a disgusting human. Couldn't be with someone worse. You have nowhere to go. Where's he now? Joanne asked. Work, Shelly said. Wait, you haven't slept with him, have you? Joanne queried, worried about the answer. Um, yes, Shelly said. Oh no, Calvin's riddled with disease. Both of you will be sitting next to each other in the V.D. clinic. What would your father think? Bless him, Joanne shrieked. Shelley looked horrified. Mum, I didn't think the wishes in the pudding were real, so I wished for it yesterday, Shelley said. And your sister wished that he'd go. Can you imagine what will happen when she finds out? How can things get worse? You need to tell her, Shelley told her. I can't, Mum. I've been ignoring her calls. She's going to hate me, Shelley said, beginning to cry. Yes, she is. I'll go over and tell her. You can't let her find out from someone else, Joanne said, storming out of Shelley's house. She got in the car. How could Shelley be so stupid? Why hadn't Jamie told her about Calvin's unfaithfulness? Christmas was going to be difficult, and all this would take its toll on Harriet just when she needed her sisters. Those wishes had come true. Shelley had traded loneliness for an unhappy life, and Jamie had traded a miserable life for the loss of a sister. That stupid, bloody pudding. Joanne called Harriet from the car to tell her what was going on and warn her about her wishes. It went straight to answer phone, and then she remembered that Harriet was at the hospital all day and had switched her phone off. Joanne was distracted and felt that she'd messed up everything. This wasn't the way she had imagined this working. Joanne decided to try and call Jamie to see if she was still at home. Joanne wasn't watching the road or her speed. Later that day, a donor was found for Harriet. She called her mum to tell her, but the line rang out. Shelley sat crying at home. Jamie was at her friend's house, hysterical. Back in London, a man in the dove grey suit made more puddings in his apartment and was considering going into business with his sister, Jean. Due to a hospital administration mix-up, They didn't realise that the liver they gave Harriet was her dead mother's. Harriet was registered there in her married name. She felt so grateful that she had found her donor, some kind person who had carried a donor card. Her wish had worked. She couldn't wait to tell her family about how lucky the pudding had been. That was A Dark Christmas Tale, written and read by Angela Blythe. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about further stories in this series or my other work, please go to www.angelablithe.com. <laughs>